0: you're listening to the diet rebel podcast with kiki smith if you're a woman who hates the idea of having to choose between loving your body and changing it then you are a diet rebel and this podcast is for you in this podcast we talk about everything from loving your body exactly as it is now to becoming the most fit lean and toned you've ever been no matter how old you are How many tiny humans you've birthed, or how many times you've lost and regained the same 15 or 50 pounds. Seriously, you don't want to miss it. So grab a snack, preferably protein based, and sit back and enjoy this episode. So today's quick tip comes from a question that I recently received, and I was an Instagram DM. And the question was basically I am. Looking to transitioning into a plant-based diet in the new year, or I'm considering transitioning to a plant-based diet. Can you tell me, like, is this good or bad? And if I do, like, how will it affect my fat loss goals? So, this is something that I actually get often. I know I've done other episodes where we've talked about uh, vegan protein and making sure that you're getting enough protein when you're vegan, vegetarian. And basically, I want to try to sum this up in a quick tip because this isn't really should you or shouldn't you. If This is something that you have decided that you want to do. So that's something that I always talk about is first and foremost, like understanding that we are all grown up adults people (laughs) so if you have decided and made the decision that you want to transition to plant-based the first thing that I would say is like is this something that you're doing for yourself versus for you know because somebody else suggests or thinks that you should uh, like whether it's for sustainability purposes or religious purposes or you know maybe just the way that you feel about how specific animals are being treated, things like that. So if there's something, if there is that bigger why behind it for you, and I'm going to assume that if it is, then you've probably done all of the research on why it is good for you, (laughs) because I would assume there's a reason why you're looking at doing it. Uh, One of the biggest things that I've talked about in previous episodes is just making sure that you're not switching to a specific style of eating for the sake of weight loss if it's not something that has that you know bigger pull for you so I'm assuming that if you have kind of done that research and you're saying like hey I understand like there's so many benefits to eating more plant-based which they are like let's be real plants are very healthy for you so we can all benefit whether you are a omnivore or, you know, so a vegan, a vegetarian, you know, everyone can benefit from having more plants in their diet. So, plant based diets are obviously very heart healthy and typically associated with, you know, lower risk of heart disease. And then, because of that, like high fiber and antioxidants and phytochemicals and all those things found in fruits and vegetables and Grains and nuts and seeds, you know, you can have all these benefits like lower blood pressure, you know, having, you know, even better digestion because of the fiber, if that's been an issue for you, Uh, all sorts of different diseases have been connected to being able to, you know, have more plants in your diet, like cancer prevention, uh, and then, you know, really having that improved blood insulin You know sensitivity. So, blood controlling your blood sugar. If you're somebody who is diabetic, is always going to be helped by having more fiber in your diet. And if you're eating more plants, then you're probably getting more fiber in your diet. Even though a lot of times people with diabetes may also avoid uh, type two diabetes may also avoid uh, fruits because of the fact that they have that sugar content. But when you have the full fruit, it typically has the fiber attached to it, so it could be a good thing. So, reducing your risk of chronic diseases and having a healthy heart and having better digestion and you know preventing all of these lifestyle related diseases that can come from including more plants in your diet is obviously a good thing if we're trying to label things good and bad you know when you have those it, it just introduces more nutrient dense options and whenever you have nutrient dense foods in your diet, it's going to be better for you as far as health related concerns. So that is always something to consider. Again, also taken into consideration if you're doing this for some type of ethical or animal welfare reason or environmental sustainability that figures in as well. So don't want to spend too much time diving down the rabbit hole of why plants are good for you, because I think we all kind of get that. And I'm sure, like I said, you've done your research on that. So I want to lean more into that second piece of the equation, because if this is something that you've decided to switch to, or you're kind of on that verge, if it's not something that you are 100% wholeheartedly, like this is an absolute switch because of these super high values, then you may want to, Give yourself that leeway to have a little bit of moderation and say, I'm going to be mostly plant-based and include other things. So it just really depends on where you are in that spectrum. When I say the words plant-based, I'm not usually thinking of an extreme, like vegan or vegetarian. I know sometimes people are, so I... Would like to know (laughs) a little bit more, you know, specifics on that. But that's something that obviously you could ask yourself. Like, are you talking about going full vegan? Are you talking about becoming a vegetarian? Are you talking about more like pescatarian with a high, you know, amount of plants included? Are you talking about kind of a Mediterranean-ish style diet? So, like there's all different ways. So when I think plant-based, I even would consider myself plant-based because of the fact that even though yes, I eat meat, I also eat a lot of plants in my diet because they're just plain good for you. So Figure out where on the spectrum you lie with that. And then when you are, like I say, going into this with an eyes wide open, understanding how each thing plays in can also help you to make the decision. So when you're looking at your physique goals, so like we said, like health wise, 100% include, you know, eat all the plants. When we're talking about your physique goals, remember health and physique goals are not always one and the same. You can be overweight and still be completely healthy. You could be underweight and unhealthy. You know, that's, we've already talked about that on several other episodes. So what we want to look at is now how does it affect, how does being more plant-based affect the different physique phases that you would go through in trying to reach a physique goal? So that would be, uh, weight loss or fat loss, muscle gain and then weight maintenance. So eating plant-based it's probably fairly easy to maintain weight loss with eating primarily plant-based. It's it could even be fairly easy to lose weight depending upon like I said Sometimes when a person leans into a specific category like vegan or vegetarian or something like that, you can have some very unhealthy vegans just because of the fact that they're taking meat off the table doesn't mean that now they're not overindulging in things just because they aren't meat. So definitely that's where you want to start looking at how to fine tune things. So when it comes to losing weight or maintaining your weight, those can definitely be done with primarily plant-based diets. If we are bringing in more of a body composition talk, where now we're talking about the type of weight that we're losing, the type of weight that you're maintaining, which means now we're bringing muscle mass and fat mass into the equation, then we're looking at the bigger picture of how does eating primarily plant-based affect your muscle mass? Can you gain muscle On a primarily plant based diet? Can you lose fat and maintain your muscle mass on a primarily plant based diet? When it comes to looking at it from that perspective, you know, in a very general sense, animal proteins are typically better for muscle growth. Than plant proteins and that is simply because they have more of the essential amino acids that you need for muscle growth so especially a specific amino acid called leucine so plant-based diets while like i said they are very healthy in all of these other aspects when we're talking about some of the things that they might be missing it's important to understand that because if this is something that you're 100 percent like hey i'm i'm gonna do this then you want to make sure that you understand what it might be missing so that you can supplement those things. It's not to say not to do it. So sometimes if it's like wholly plant-based, not, you know, or like I said, more on the vegetarian side, not just plant-based, but 100% herbivore and there is no meats included, then there could be some nutrients that tend to be lacking. And so you would want to if you have a way of getting them tested, if not, then these are the things you will look for in your supplements is like B12, uh, some of the omega-3s. So you're probably still getting some of the other things that you need, but omega-3s, vitamin D, calcium, iodine, iron, zinc, some of those are typically what can come up short in your plant-based diet. So again, that doesn't mean don't eat plant-based. It just means that now you want to seek to like, how do I find those things? Whenever we're removing something from our diet, we always want to take into account what are the nutrients that are being removed with it. And if you can replace those without replacing the thing that you're removing, then you could still have a fairly, you know, wholesome, well-rounded diet. So if you are going vegan and you're completely removing dairy, then you still want to start looking for okay, how can I overemphasize getting in, you know, that vitamin D, that calcium, things like that from other places. So the reason why I bring those things up is because those speci- those specific nutrients B12, omega threes, vitamin D, calcium, uh, iron, zinc, those are, they support most muscle growth as well. So they're not only vital for your health, but those are also the ones that support muscle growth. So if you were a vegan, for instance, and you wanted to cover your bases in that and improve your protein intake, then you would probably look to eating more protein. So this is something that I have mentioned before, that if you just increase the percentage of protein that you're eating of your total overall calories, usually you can cover this. So whenever I am working with a client who is fully dedicated to being a, you know, vegan or vegetarian as a way of life, then we figure out how to make it work for them. And usually that's one of the easiest things to do because typically it's gonna be one of three things is either eating more protein to cover up, to make up for the difference in the quality of the protein, or you have to get a little more scientific and start combining different plant-based proteins to get that right mix of uh, amino acids and have that balance, or you're adding in amino acids to the plant-based protein to, you know, through supplementation to make up for that. And sometimes that can cause an issue, depending upon where those amino acids are coming from, because some of the amino acids can only be made in animal products. So if you're a strict uh, vegan or vegetarian, sometimes those supplements may not be friendly to that lifestyle. So that's why I say first decide where you are on that spectrum, because sometimes it can be as easy as, you know, eat eating fish, eating dairy products or something like that. And then just having a high plant intake. But when you're completely removing it, that's where you want to look at. So out of those options, usually increasing the total amount of protein is going to be the easiest way. So what I like to say is start at at least 5% higher. So let's say if you're shooting for like 30% overall protein, then you want to try to aim for like 35%. If you're currently at 25%, then you want to make that a little bit higher. So you can go up to a lot of the more recent studies actually suggest consuming anywhere from like 15 to 30% more protein Um, From like that way, you don't have to really nitpick about combining the right amounts of protein. If you overshoot it by 15 to 30%, then that could help you to match the leucine uh, content that animal based protein would have. So if you're overshooting it like that, let's say 15 to 30%, let's say you're usually eating like 130 grams of protein per day, then you want to shoot that to like 150 to 170 of protein per day. So that way you still get that good quality protein, uh, in your diet. So that would be the main thing that I would look to understand. And then understanding that when you have those higher protein needs, so it's not impossible to get in the amount of protein that you need to be able to maintain your muscle mass or build muscle mass. There are plenty of vegan bodybuilders who have completely crushed the theory that vegan and vegetarians can't build or have muscle or be bodybuilders or be lean or rip or whatever. That is something that is obviously completely false. You can absolutely do. The main thing that I see where it could become an issue is when you are trying to lose fat. One of the issues with trying to overcompensate in the protein department when you're trying to lose fat is it can be a little bit harder to eat in a caloric deficit because of the fact that lean meats are typically lower in calories and they're typically like all protein so when you have a really lean meat it's not very high in fat and there's no carbs so there that way it makes it really easy to put that in and stay within your your calorie allotment when you are eating plant-based usually that is going to come with carbs or something like that so plant-based protein sources typically have additional calories from carbs or fats so like nuts and seeds, while they're pretty good on protein, they also have a high amount of fats. So they're healthy fats. So, Like we say, this is still a very healthy diet. It just makes it a little bit more challenging to increase your protein without inadvertently increasing your overall calorie intake. And because of that, the plant-based sources can a lot of times have a lower protein density like per food so you are eating a higher volume of food overall in order to get in that protein and so because you're increasing what you're eating to hit the protein amounts that can be physically you know difficult to eat a lot more especially for women who may have issues eating that much in one sitting so you may feel too full to actually eat all the food because of the nutrient density of that food there's just so much goodness in it that you feel full and then that makes it a little bit harder to stick to your deficits so that's the biggest uh caveat that i would say is going to be in that phase specifically is when you're looking to lose fat you will have to be a little bit more tedious to double check your you know carb intake and maybe keep that in check for if most of your sources are higher in carb. That's what I see a lot with things that aren't meat, but are higher in protein. But like I said, again, when you're getting a lot of that protein from nuts and seeds, then those are going to have a higher fat intake and anything with a higher fat intake is going to be more calorically dense. I mean, it's going to be higher in calories. So your nut butters and all of those things are definitely going to be sources of protein. But when compared to an animal source of the same amount, it's way more calories. So, just something for you to think about. They're all challenges that can be overcome if it's a lifestyle that you're absolutely dedicated to. You would just choose as lean of plant protein, uh, plant-based protein sources as you can, like uh, legumes, tofu, tempeh. Uh, you know, some of those that have less fat in them. And then you just want to pay attention to that overall calorie intake so that you can still hit your macros. So it's really going to be more about figuring out how to make those portion sizes work for you and planning your meals as strategically as possible so that you can have the right balance to be able to hit the goals when you are in that fat loss phase. Other than that, It's probably not going to be too hard in some of those other phases because of the fact that you can overcompensate with just eating more food in general. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode and make sure you keep in touch. So whether that's through DMs or email, I would love to know what you felt about this episode. Or if you have topics that you'd like me to cover in future episodes, you can DM me on Facebook at EM2WL or over on Instagram at eatmore2wayless or via email at info at eatmore if you're completely new to the Eat More to Weigh Less process, you can also grab our quick start guide at eatmoretoweighless.com slash start. See you next time.